Life's Learning Curve, episode 69, season 4. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. This is Life's Learning Curve, the podcast. I'm documentary producer and education tech guy, Paul Hart. What is Life's Learning Curve? Well, here we use storytelling. Life stories, retelling true stories to underscore just how we got to be the current version of us. And we're constantly learning and striving to improve ourselves. Right? Right. Be a better us. Hey, today's episode. Once upon a time in the United States of America, we were a vast, sprawling, hyper mix of one of a kind localized speech. Okay? Dialect. Where you could be wicked fun in Boston, but only to get caught in a demoralizing frog strangler in the American South. Sorry about my dialect. I'm just trying. There's an ongoing new line of American slang right now, and that's okay. That's the new stuff. But let's not forget some of the great regional phrases from the recent past. I'm Paul Hart. Tell me a story. Let's get going. Sebastian. Let's go. Life's Learning Curve. I'm Paul Hart. Episode, Folksy CEO Philosophers. <laughs> Stand by. As I've said before, prior to this, I produce commercial video, sports, corporate things, um, things for the internet, promotions, that type of thing, for some 30 years. And I always kind of embraced clients that possessed a quirkier and odd approach. I mean, maybe these clients were just unusual themselves. You know the types, the Tom Edisons, the Nikola Teslas, the Elon Musks. Okay, they're not clients of mine and most of them aren't living anymore. But highly focused individuals is what I'm talking about with this way out of the box type of thinking and competitive drive. These are the people I always like to work with if I can. I always know it's going to be an entertaining experience with the client when beginning the first phone call, the person will launch into an unexpected slew of slang or metaphors. The best? Regional metaphors, regional slang, regional dialect or phrases. You know, descriptors, the things that you might uh, uh, describe the status of your project, but in metaphoric form, uh, comparing it to something from your region. Here's an example. Just last week, I had this phone conversation. Hello? Hey, Gordon, how you doing? Uh, how are things going on the script, the rewrite? Well, Paul, the chum is in the buckets, yeah. but the boat's clutch. Yeah. Uh, we're waiting on the clutch of the boat to be fully functional. Was Gordon actually talking about fishing? Nope. He was giving me a summary of where the script rewrite was at, but he did it in the metaphoric vernacular of the region in which he lives. For him, it was New England, the main area. Gordon headed up a logistics firm there with no connection to fishing. His company had no connection to fishing or boats or ships, anything like that. Trucking? Yeah. So where was Gordon's script rewrite at? Well, according to my translation of his regional metaphors, the script had been rewritten, but it was most definitely not finished. Now, why didn't he just say that? Hmm. Rewrite? There's no rewrite. 
just the husk of a clamshell. Plain and clear. What? Odd. Eccentric? Maybe? Uh, maybe not. Gordon was so comfortable in his own regional skin that he always expounded using these seafaring terms and phrases at the drop of... of... Uh, a fishing net. <laughs> Metaphor. From that project, I saved all of Gordon's emails as a reminder of his mindset and regional approach. See, back when we first started, Gordon and I, uh, we were beginning to email back and forth just ideas for what he wanted to do and we were getting comfortable with each other. I would ask him how the script writing was going after a while and he would email me brief but memorable responses such as, the bobbers aren't flinching yet, Paul. The bobbers? And later in the conversation... Well, I can tell you this. There's chums in the water, but I'm afraid we're bottom fishing here. What? Once I asked him how often he got out to fish, because I, I thought, well, he's using a lot of fishing terms. And, and Gordon seemed surprised. He responded with... No, no, I'm not a fishing guy. I'm a googan. Google. I run a business. Quirky? Yes. Forgettable? No. You can't forget Gordon. Oh, a Guggen. Well, I looked it up and it seems to be a non-fisherman who every once in a while goes out to fish. And apparently in my situation, it's a guy who uses fishing terms. Regional metaphoric people is what I call them. And you know, these people, they exist for real. They're out there everywhere from the poor to the powerful. See, overall, life can be spiffed up by using these words. Yes, I did say spiffed up, yeah. By these phrases. And, and incidentally with Gordon, in the future conversations, I continued, I like to incorporate and use with him his regional slang in our future conversations, like I said. So example, about two weeks later, I called Gordon back to check in, as I always do. Hey, Gordon, it's Paul. How are those chum buckets? Are they full or are they empty yet? What? And how's that clutch repair going? Huh? Now, it's really interesting because often these very metaphoric, slang-driven people do not have any idea of what you're talking about when you use their regional metaphors or slang terms. Uh, what are you... Gordon? Clutch repair... Now, I do have to tell you that this type of back-and-forth regional dialect communication entertains me more than anyone knows. <laughs> I like it. Gordon chums the water. Finally. Back to the project. I do recall that after four rewrites and corrections, which is a pretty common thing in video, we completed the final cut of Gordon's business's promotional video, and he sent me a simple email. Dear Paul, Executive staff watched the completed video last night in the boardroom. Smooth waters and safe harbors. Gordon. Huh? Quirky or eccentric people, top-notch people, let's say, the CEOs, the guy at the top, surround themselves with top-notch people as well. But in my experiences, you're lucky enough to communicate to the top CEO. You will find, if you communicate with the top guy, the actual diamond among the lumps of coal. A week later, Gordon's Logistics of Maine was kind enough to send me a gift of fresh, frozen Maine clam chowder. Wow. 
It was delicious. Now, this whole experience with Gordon reminded me of humorist Will Rogers. If you don't know who he is, please look him up. Will Rogers, who lived from 1879 to around 1930, mid-30s, something like that. He was this American folksy, homespun humorist. And in his day, he used what they called earthy antidotes, metaphors. He had this folksy style that allowed him to poke fun at people that weren't used to having fun poked at back then, gangsters, uh, uh, the topic of prohibition, politicians, government programs, and a host of other controversial topics that really offended no one because of the way he did it. And you know what? There's an art to that. For example, Will Rogers once was quoted, You know, it seems to me that even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Now, I noticed something just the other day. There are men running governments, both sides, who shouldn't be allowed to play with matches. You know, you know, there's three kinds of men. The one that learns by reading, the few that learn by observation, and the rest of them have to pee on the electric fence for themselves. Another client, another time took place with a CEO and marketing person named Catherine from the great state of Louisiana. I love the phrases of the South and the way they see things. It's just different than our region. It's not right, it's not wrong, it's just different. We had been working on a reshoot of a botched commercial they had had somebody else do, and I had been brought in to help assemble something more effective for them. I like that challenge. Okay, so Catherine was a bright, very bright woman, yet verbally slow-cadenced. She wasn't a slow woman. I just, I'm just saying she spoke slowly. That's just how everything came out of her mouth. It just slowly rolled out. And she ran a national direct mail business. She was at the top of her field, and yet she remained loyal to her Louisiana roots of language. Anyway, I spoke to Catherine on the phone one day. Hi. Catherine, good morning. Yes, Catherine, how, how are the storyboards coming along? Now, her response was so regional and so slow to emerge from her mouth that it was easy. And I wanted to do this. I wrote it down because I liked it so much. I wrote it down as I listened to her. My staff has the big lazies this week. The big lazies? What? Well, let me put it this way. They sozzle in their boneless pokeezies. Uh, um, what? Uh, They're not focused on our project, Paul. Oh, okay, so there's no progress right now. Her response? Well, does a bear in the woods? Huh? Well, we, yeah, I, I, I guess so, yeah. This is always our first five minutes of communication. It was a primer in regional vocabulary, and then all speech resumed in words placed properly, of which I could understand. Dumbing it down for the Midwestern guy. (laughs) But I love it. I liked working with Catherine, and I liked working with Gordon as well. These regional phrases, 
made me realize that we are all bright and we are all quite stupid. It all depends on what part of the country you're standing in when you're talking to somebody. Just one more thing. Just this morning, and this is why I'm talking about this today, but just this morning I spoke to a client from Texas who runs a large beverage firm out of Austin. Like Catherine, he expounded for a good minute or so in regional slang before writing the conversation so we both, well, me, so I could understand. And I, I loved it. Hey, Lowell. Hi, David. It's Paul Hart. Uh, how are things in Austin, Texas today? Well, Paul, it's August, so we're all spitting cotton around here. It's fixing to get hot as all get out by midday, and if the cottonwood don't drop soon, we won't have a pot to pee in, you know. But I gotta tell you, you know, this ain't my first rodeo in the Lone Star. I had to smile. <laughs> hey, giddy up. So what's our outcome? What did we learn today? What did I learn today? Well, as I said in the open, once upon a time, the United States was this vast, sprawling mix of one-of-a-kind localized speech, but where you could be, like I said, wicked fun in Boston. I love those commercials, the guy from Boston. Or you could get caught in a demoralizing Frau Strangler if you're in the American South. But these terms, metaphors, expressions, slang, whatever, these are becoming endangered within our country, all over the country. Why? I don't know. Well, probably because of radio or television, the internet, social media, everything's being homogenized, you know, so there's one language with very little slang. You don't want to not sound like, you know, you're like everybody else. So these American phrases and slang and metaphors are going by the wayside, but we're losing our regional identities in a way. Now, podcasts like this one and others can keep our uniqueness if we allow it by using some of these phrases. Not all the time, but that would be crazy if there was just one podcast. I'm sure there's one out there that has to do with just dialect and phrasing. Anyway, sometimes it's a good idea just to keep the cow in the barn, keep things the way they are and ride life's tasty wave. (laughs) And let us never forget this one. We all know this one. Hey, I parked the car, then got me some dunks. It was wicked refreshing. (laughs) That's great. For Life's Learning Curve, I'm Paul Hart. Subscribe to Life's Learning Curve at lifeslearningcurve.org and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Episode 69, Folksy CEO Philosophers of Life's Learning Curve podcast was put together by producer Sebastian T. Dog, executive producer Paul Hart, Technical Director Heidi Cerner. Editor Paul Richards. Audio and Sound Riley Hart. Production Manager David Keller. Studio Equipment Manager Don Compton. Find us on Facebook and listen to us just about everywhere podcasts are heard. 
and visit our website, lifeslearningcurve.org, and subscribe or read a blog. Shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. This episode has imaginative voice recreations. To protect the privacy of others, some names have been changed and characters conflated. Episode 69, Folksy, CEO, Philosophers. <laughs> I'm Paul Hart, and we will be back soon with more stories from Life's Learning Curve. We're clear. We're clear.